You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody. It's another week of Locked On Lions. Let's do this on a Monday, May 17th, and a Tuesday, May 18th, on the Locked On Podcast and network your team every day, indeed. Matt Derry with you. The Lions have wrapped up their rookie mini camp for the weekend. We'll get you some highlights. We will talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, the Lions rookie wide receiver who's already turning some heads and kind of saying all of the right things. Plus, Dan Campbell speaks. He was on the Pardon My Take podcast today. Um, He said some things that I liked and actually defend, which some people don't like, and then some things that he also said that I think are absolutely mind-boggling and drive me crazy when he's saying nice things about the previous regime. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, that's my last name, Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Derry uh, Facebook fan page. Hope everybody's doing well. Everybody had a good weekend. Boy, things, you know, I, I talked to some folks who were down in Allen Park on Saturday and for this um, rookie mini camp. There were 32 players that were on hand, and the media was allowed in. All right, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia had phased that out over the last couple of years and weren't letting the media in. And here the media are, standing outside together, whether the mask mandates are gone, pandemic's gone, what, what, regardless, the Lions allowed the media to stand on the sideline and watch. They, there weren't pads. They, they weren't going over and running plays. Heck, there weren't any quarterbacks there. <laughs> All right? The Lions had, like, one of their quality control coaches, Tanner Engstrand, or whatever his name is, throwing the football, but yet they allowed the media in. So uh, shout out to the new regime. You, the fans, need to know what's going on, but you're not allowed in until training camp, if they even open training camp this year, right? So the way you're going to get information, the way you're going to get excited about your team and find out what's going on is from media members being let into the practices so they can then write, talk about, broadcast, whatever, what they saw. And so I thought that was cool. I give the Lions a lot of credit. Every rookie was there except for Panay Sewell, who, of course, is remaining out west due to uh, having COVID. So the Lions kept him away. But, you know, it, it it was awesome. And Dan Campbell told the media, like, here, here's what we're going to do. He laid out the format Saturday. Walkthroughs, individual drills, special teams, and then seven-on-sevens. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, apparently, I'm not even going to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Apparently, one of the free press writers, not named Dave Burkett, uh, said Dan Campbell made a huge mistake by not having a quarterback at rookie minicamp. Folks, we're in May, all right? The quarterback of this football team is Jared Goff. The backups are Tim Boyle, the savior, and David Blau, all right? They're not bringing in 
any quarterbacks. They don't. They didn't draft any quarterbacks. There's nobody undrafted that Brad Holmes thought could help the team. They had five tryout spots. None of them were quarterback. Why? Because they feel good about the position entering 2021. You know what else? They don't feel good about other positions. So why not look at other players on other posi- at other positions? For the free press or free MZ to print and post an article from somebody saying that Dan Campbell messed up by not having a quarterback there. Well, offensive quality control coach Tanner Engstrand, along with Antoine Randall-L and Mark Brunel, they played the role of quarterback at a mini camp. So what? The receivers got to catch passes. The tight ends got to catch passes. This is a mini camp. This is not a practice. They weren't in pads. They weren't running plays. In the seven-on-seven, they ran some routes and all that, but give me a break. I'm not going to get on this. It's so easy to pile on the Lions. It's so easy. All right? It's the biggest easy button in town. We know about the drought. We know how bad they've been. We know how bad the previous regime was. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to rip them for not having a quarterback at their minicamp. This is for rookies only. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, and David Blau are not rookies. And if this franchise feels like they're going to draft their quarterback next year, fine by me. So Tanner Engstrand, by the way, was a former quarterback at San Diego. (laughs) And apparently he threw the football quite well. It's minicamp for one weekend. All right. I mean, Jonathan Adams, the undrafted free agent wide receiver, he caught a touchdown. Somebody must have thrown it to him. Who cares if it's Mark Brunel, one of the coaches or not? This isn't that big of a deal. The Lions regime is trying to change stuff. They're trying to make it fun. They're trying to be inviting. They're trying not to be drill sergeants and the Patriot way BS, which got this franchise nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Quinn and Patricia, we're not going to let the media into our mini camp. We don't let alone any secrets. What secrets? It's a, it's a 32 rookies. There might be seven or eight that, that play this year. Maybe, if you count the draft picks and UDFAs. It's not, like it's not like 20 of these 32 are going to be playing. A lot of these guys are going to get cut. Some of them are going to be on the practice squad. So that's that's my rant on that. I, I just I found that it was ridiculous to even have this kind of debate about not having a quarterback at uh, at minicamp. It's minicamp. Amon Ra St. Brown, the wide receiver from USC, um, kind of turned some heads the other day. He was talking to the media, and of course he was a fourth round pick. Fifteen receivers were taken before him. And he made the comment this weekend on Zoom, uh, quote, I'm, re- I'm excited to be here, I'm excited to work, and I'm ready to take someone's job. I'm never going to forget the 15 receivers that went before me in this draft. That's kind of the chip I have on my shoulder coming into everything I do. Whenever I'm thinking about anything, that just comes back to my mind and motivates me to do more, end quote. Everybody says his polish on the field in terms of like bringing the ball in with his hands to his body, his route running, 
everybody's raving about this kid. And these are the kind of draft picks, these fourth-round picks, these mid-round picks, you know, Derek Barnes being the other one, the linebacker, that are going to help this franchise hopefully win games into the, in, in the future. But those are going to be the picks that we're going to sit up hopefully in a couple years and go, man, it's such a different environment and atmosphere with Brad Holmes because he's hitting home runs. He's hitting doubles, triples, home runs with these mid-round picks. Whereas the previous regime outside of Kenny Galladay did not do that when it comes to the draft. I'm not ready to say Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be, um, you know, a star or a pro bowler or a starter. But the Lions wide receiver room stinks. All right. I am unimpressed with what they have there. I think Tyrell Williams will be fine. I'm not a, I don't think much of Rashad Perriman. All right. Quintez Cephas seems to have some off field stuff going on. Hopefully he performs, you know, even better than he did his first year. I think he was decent as a rookie. But that is the weakest room, in my opinion, uh, on this team right now. So St. Brown's going to get an opportunity. And I think it's exciting. And people told me, the folks that I talked to that were there this weekend, that he looked really good. That you could tell he belongs. And he's, he's ticked off, and that's good. I like it. I think that will – he's going to get an opportunity. I mean, I think he's going to make the most of it. I, I like that pick a lot. All right, you're going to hear from Dan Campbell coming up next. He had some very interesting things to say on the Pardon My Take podcast today. Uh, Lions fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T – Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, you text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. So text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. And hey, uh, investing can be complicated. We know that. But whether you're a beginner or even investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index index fund, uh, funds personalized just for you in minutes. That would be index funds if I could read. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. All right. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash. Locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. All right, so I don't know whether I want to go with the good news, bad news scenario first or not. I am not a huge barstool sports fan. Uh, I'm well aware of the barstool guys. I, I know the names well enough and I've seen some of the things and 
you know, everything else that they do. Uh, they're very popular, and that Dan Katz guy, I think, does a pretty good job. Anyway, uh, he hosts the Pardon My Take podcast, and he had Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, on. Now, Dan Campbell has done a ton of media, and I think it's great. Uh, I like Dan Campbell personally. Uh, again, I don't know if he can coach or not. We're going to find out. But he has a great attitude. He and Brad Holmes seem to be in lockstep, and that's a good thing. And he's fun. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, no question about it. Um, all right, let me go with the bad thing first. No, let me go with the good thing first. I'm going to go with the good thing first. Bob Quinn. No, no, I'm going to go with the good thing first. Dan Campbell was on with Dan Katz, pardon my take, and he was asked about going for two after you score a touchdown down 14. An analytics question. Take a listen to this. This was courtesy of the Pardon My Take podcast. I have an analytics question for you. We just had uh, head coach Brandon Staley on from the Chargers. He passed. Let's see how you do. You're down 14. There's four minutes left in the game. You go in to score. Are you going for one or two? Am I going for one or two? All right. This is just purely analytics. It has nothing to do with the way the game's going. Correct. No, nothing like that. Just numbers. Yep, just numbers. Analytics would tell you to go for two. Yep. And you right. would say go and for two? No, I would say go for one. What? Is it, that's yeah. analytics. Oh, man. That's... I will, I will wait, wait, absolutely wait, let, blast you for that. Let him explain. What's what's your reason? Well, without knowing exactly what's going on, if you're just telling me I'm behind 14, I mean, I, I just – I get the fact that, look, if you go for two, you get it. Well, look, you're sitting real good now. All right, there's no problem. But if you don't get it, all right, if you don't get it, now you got to go for two just to get a tie back. Correct. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it, if – but yet, if you if you know at a minimum you're going to kick an extra point and you're going to be sitting there and you're going to have at a minimum a tie game, it just. But if you, you know, to if, me, I'm, I'm good with it. If you're fifty, if you're over fifty percent going for two, and you get it the first time, you win the game with an extra point. And if you don't get mm-hmm. it the first time, this the analytics will say you'll get it the second time. I listen. I'm not going. I will criticize you if you do this. If no, you no. Make this and here's 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 what I would say. Like I got no problem with that, and I get that you get two shots at it if you're down by. 14 and here we go man so now you get two cracks at it you go for two i would rather kick the extra point and now i'm at the end of the game and where are we at are we worn out are we tired we're, we're and let's go for two then i like that i get the whole i, yeah, I get the whole wait a minute, man. you only got one crack at it now you don't get it you lose but yet you know i i just i get it and i know the numbers man i i understand all that and i'm not telling you that i'm off of that and that I, now i don't listen to any of that crap because I have. My eyes have been open to some of this analytics. but And I'm not opposed to any of that. It doesn't mean we won't use it. But, my God, tell me where we're at in the game. Tell me, you know, how's our defense playing? How's our offense? I know we're down 14, but is that 14 nothing? I mean, you know, is that, you know, is that uh, Aaron Donald over there? Is that – I just think that sometimes that plays into it. That's all. I, I get I, it. I, I actually yeah. – Okay, I, I disagree with it, but I respect the fact that you're like, I would rather go for two when it means more and you have a chance to either win or lose the game at the very end. I kind of like that. That's that's manalytics. Makes right. no look, sense. I'm the numbers, if you're doing the number, well, that's idiotic because if you were going to do that, why not go for it twice? Because you get two opportunities and right. you're right. The odds would say that if you yes. don't get it, the time, you'll get it the next time. And now, guess what? You still got a tie. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
I get it. I just, you know, there okay. again. Here's, here's, I, look, let me say this. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let no, me no. say this, Dan, is I've come miles, miles, miles away or miles forward from where I used to think about this stuff. I did. You know, I, I was very turned off on some of this stuff about five years ago. No and, way. And we, yeah, I know it's shocking, <laughs> believe me. Uh, but man, we, we used, you know, we began to like trend into this, some of this stuff with Sean and, uh, at New Orleans and I get it, man. I get all that. And I know there's a place for it. I just, I think you gotta be careful, man. Yeah. There's still, there's still a human element to it. There's still a tough element to it. There's still tell me what, what the game is like, what's going on, who you playing against, who's the quarterback. Um, just that's all. There's Dan Campbell on Pardon My Take, messing around with the guys a little bit, and it was uh, it was a fun discussion. That's interesting. Dan Campbell says he's more into analytics than he used to be, but still, down 14 with four minutes to go, if the Lions were to score a touchdown and cut it to, let's say, 21-13, to 13, let's say they're down 21-7, four minutes to go, and they score a touchdown, it's now 21-13. to 13. Campbell says he would still kick the extra point and make it a seven-point game. The analytics and the book now are huge around the NFL, and many coaches are now going for two to cut it to six so that when they score again, if they get a stop and score again, that they can go for the win with an extra point. And that in e- and even if they don't get the two-point conversion... The, the, the math tells you that 52% of the times these two-point conversions work, so you could still tie the game the second time around if you don't get it the first time around. Dan Campbell says, nope, I'm kicking the extra point. A lot of fans are up in arms. I'm not. I'm a kick an extra point guy the first time around, and here's why. I hate killing momentum with a missed two-point conversion. I would love nothing more then when the Lions are playing meaningful meaningful games again, that if they are down 14, have some momentum and score, that they kick the extra point, the offense stays on the sidelines while the special teams comes out, Randy Bullock kicks the extra point, and there's a good feeling about the team. There's momentum. Now we've cut it to seven. Now our defense gets on the field. If we're at home, let's get the crowd fired up. I get the analytics. I'm not some nerd that doesn't follow it or, excuse me, some meathead that doesn't follow it. I understand that you should go for the most books and analytical people are telling you, go for two to cut it to six, then kick the extra point and win it later. I'm not one of those people because I believe in momentum. I believe in a good feeling on the sideline. I've been to too many NFL games, whether I've stood on the sidelines with the media at the end of games, whether it's up in the press box, whether it's in the stands. When you go for two and miss it, there's not, there's a deflation. There's like a, oh, you know, the offense, yeah, they got the touchdown. Let them go out and run off the field. Get the extra point. Then if you can get a stop and score again, go for two for the win the next time around. Win or lose. Playing for ties? Uh, that I wouldn't do. Does that make sense? I see Dan Campbell's point. He's saying, I'm going to kick the extra point to cut it to seven. But if I want to go for the win the next time, I can do that. The analytics are telling you, you need to go for two, possibly twice, just to tie. 
But I'm not in for I'm not up for tie, especially this year. What's a tie going to do for this football team? Nothing. So I'm actually with Dan Campbell on this. But I know I'm a lot of people are going to tell me I'm wrong. I just hate the loss of momentum on a missed two-pointer. But the the book is telling you and the and the numbers are telling you you're going to get one of those two attempts for two points. All right, another thing Campbell said that I didn't like, I'm going to tell you about coming up next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all of your sports action, football season is done, but we got everything else going, right? Baseball, full swing, hockey playoffs, NBA play-in games Tuesday and Wednesday night. You want to bet on Lakers and Warriors, do it at betonline.ag. Plus, get in on all the odds for UFC and MMA action. For the next pitch, head to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting events, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. All right, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is put the promo code in that is locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up Monday's show here on Locked On Lions. Um, Dan Campbell talked about he didn't want to have, he wanted to have a turd-free roster the other day. So the barstool guys, the pardon my take guys, asked him about what do you mean by that? And Campbell said today, here's what a turd is. A turd is somebody that constantly is getting in trouble off the field, does not love football, and is not very smart. He doesn't care about studying. He's not a team guy. He's got major ego problems. That's a football turd, man. You don't want to deal with it. It's not worth it. So that's what I meant when I said it. And I'm telling you the roster. When we walked in, I will say Bob Quinn and Patricia did a damn good job with who they brought in because there really are good guys here. We don't want to have any of those guys. End quote. Oh, goodness gracious. Dan, I love you. Danimal. Dan. Let me tell you something, Dan. Um, Matthew, Dan, never compliment the previous staff who couldn't win squat here. Why are we complimenting these guys on bringing in nice guys? I get the turd comment. And I understand that Dan Campbell is being nice and he's being thoughtful and he's not burning any bridges. But he invited that on himself by saying, oh, boy, Bob Quinn and Patricia, they didn't bring in any turds. We're a turd-free roster. The fans here, including me, don't want to hear about the previous regime anymore. They couldn't win anything. If they had one or two turds that could have gotten them one or two more wins, I'd give them some credit. They poisoned Allen Park. They were terrible. Five years of, Patri- uh, of Quinn and three years of Patricia. Turd, turd free or whatever? No, doesn't matter. Did you win or did you lose? They lost way more than they won. And they were uh, um, cocky about it and arrogant about it. So I, I wouldn't be complimenting, the, complimenting those guys at all. <laughs> Not at all. Fans don't want to hear about them anymore. Don't compliment them. They, they left you with a very talentless roster. And to Brad Holmes's credit, he's already getting rid of some of those guys that weren't the furniture that he wants in his house, including the likes of Carrion Johnson and others. 
And that'll do it for Locked On Lions for this Monday. A full week of shows coming up. Talk to you again tomorrow.